0: This is episode number two hundred and thirty-two of the Middle Country Public Library Podcast. Hello and welcome, Sal Di Vincenzo here, as usual, with my fabulous colleagues, Sarah Fade, hi, Nicole Rambo, hello. How's everyone doing? Okay. Bye. You know, I'm noticing the uh, the day on the calendar here, and summer is quickly, quickly uh, approaching its end, which uh, is <laughs> yeah, kind of ridiculous. I mean, look, we have fast. we're about halfway through, I guess, the season hmm Right? Yeah, definitely halfway through Yeah, it. halfway through the season. And it's very important, listeners, especially on YouTube, that you hit that like button. Oh, right. And you hit subscribe. That's right. Because we would like to get to a 1,000 subscribers by the end of the summer. And we're saying Labor Day weekend, right? We might have to push that maybe to the end of the year. Anyway, <laughs> so that's what we got going. Yeah, I mean, and, it's
1: know, a... a, a Loose. Yeah, it's
0: yes. It's a, yes. <laughs> totally. We want a thousand subscribers uh, shortly <laughs> before uh,
2: this ends. Before <laughs> yes. Before we retire. Yeah. Before we retire.
0: <laughs> um, before we are out led out to pasture. Um, <laughs> but seeing as that the summer is quickly uh, moving here, uh, we have a big event coming up on July 29th. from six pm to ten pm in Center Reach. It is our annual Island Idol. Uh, teens entering 6th grade and recently graduated mm-hmm. 12th grade will be here. Uh, singers, musicians, guitarists, music-related yeah. folks will be here to perform and battle it out. It used to be called Battle of the Bands, just a little uh, fun fact there. Uh, battle it out for the best performances, and they will win a prize. The The winner will win a prize, obviously. Uh, yeah, we'll
1: have like a winner, a runner-up, stuff like that. So a couple. Yeah, a the couple top three, right? To, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Honorable sometimes it's three, sometimes it's like age group. It kind of depends on who mm. auditioned, but yeah, winners. And
0: look, you don't have to be a family or a friend to of the people who are performing. No. Uh, we want everybody to come down and yeah, support. it's not ticketed or anything. Yeah, no, it's uh, support yeah. your community members mm-hmm. and, and, and listen to some good music. And and these are very talented kids, I have mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. So. Yes, yep. So again, July 29th, 6 to 10 in Center Reach in the parking lot. Uh, hopefully we'll have good weather and, uh, and that's it. Yeah. That. yeah. So uh, for this week's episode... Sarah has uh, a great idea here. She's going to uh, do some reading, aren't you, Sarah? Yeah.
1: Okay,
2: sorry, you, you have got. to. Sorry, you have I'm to I'm going to fall asleep. You have my Nice, in you know. whole, Nice. But
1: you know when you like listen to someone read, you fall asleep? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I like
0: your reading. Do you? I do. Yeah, it's oh, it's nice.
1: nice. It's a compliment saying puts me to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why I talk to you and I look
2: over and you're softly snoring? Yeah. Nicole,
0: Nicole? Some people use the white noise machines. Yeah. Nicole uses your I story you know, I record toys. you, Sarah. I Happens very
2: quickly. So drone on and on about my bags. So, Nicole, I saw on Amazon <laughs> this blue bag. It had two buckles, but... <laughs> okay, so, uh, so I, I pulled a few books that... Um, you know, everyone likes some beach reads. And mm-hmm. Nicole, right. you, as you know, likes romance. Mm-hmm. Yes. However as <laughs> we all know
0: however this is sour yeah, fade yeah,
2: yeah. no 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 but you know guys now that there's more shark sightings right yeah I and there's the more it shark- is
0: ridiculous and right. they
2: say it's a good thing though because that means our, our waters are cleaner and everything oh really nice
0: oh yeah it's yeah. a good thing yeah it's like yeah. a buffet for the sharks
2: well you know it's, <laughs> it's their land
1: too oh yeah no i don't, feel, I, don't, yeah. I, don't I know i know so
2: bad, so you know some really good beach reads would be to read about some uh, books set on the beach that might be a little scary or suspenseful, right? Scary beaches. Yeah. So I picked five books. I'm not going to read, obviously, all of them. However, so the first book, right, is called The Deep by Alma Katsu. We have it in the library. It's also available on the Libby app. Okay. Was this made into a movie? No, not okay. this one. Someone or something <laughs> is a ha- is a haunting the ship. Between mysterious disappearances and sudden deaths, the guests of the Titanic have found themselves suspended in an eerie, unsettling twilight zone from the moment they set sail. Several of them, including Maid Annie Annie Hebley, guest Mark Fletcher, and millionaires Madeline Astor and Benjamin Guggenheim, are convinced there's something sinister, almost otherworldly, afoot but before they can locate the source of the danger, as the world knows, disaster strikes. Ooh. Yeah. Years later, Annie, having survived that fateful night, has attempted to put her life back together. Working as a nurse on the sixth voyage of the Titanic's sister ship, the Britannic, <laughs> newly, <laughs> newly refitted as a hospital ship, she happens to cross an unconscious Mark, now a soldier fighting in World War I. At first, Annie is thrilled and relieved to learn that he too survived the sinking, but soon Mark's presence awakens deep-buried feelings and secrets, forcing her to reckon with the demons of her past as they both discover that the terror may not yet be over. Brilliantly combining the supernatural with the height of historical disaster, *The Deep* is an exploration of love and destiny, desire and innocence, and above all, a quest to understand how our choices can lead us inexorably toward our doom. Wow, mm. that actually sounds really good. Yeah, and it's it's not that big of a read. It's quick, quick beach read, right?
0: Okay, historical fiction, we'll say. Right? Yep.
2: this one is called *Something in the Water* by Catherine Steadman. It's new it's really popular we also have copies here and there's also copies in Libby as well okay and uh, so this is I'm not gonna tell you what it's about but it's along the <laughs> veins along the <laughs> veins of what I've been saying right so I'm just gonna read I'm gonna read like the first like this few paragraphs okay. yeah So you can it's read. a book and you should read it yeah. at the beach okay ready? okay have you ever wondered how long it takes to dig a grave wonder no longer it takes an age However long you think it takes, double that. I'm sure you've seen it in the movies. The hero, gun to his head perhaps, as he sweats and grunts his way deeper and deeper into the earth until he's standing six feet down in his own grave. Or the two hapless crooks who argue and quip in the hilarious madcap chaos as they shovel frantically, dirt flying skyward with cartoonish ease. It's not like that. It's hard. Nothing about it is easy. The ground is solid and heavy and slow... It's so damn hard, and it's boring and long, and it has to be done. Bum, bum, bum. Wow. Yeah, so that's the first, like, paragraph. My dad okay. was a gravedigger. Was he? Mm-hmm. Wow. Fun <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes,
2: yes. I'm sure he would agree. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, that's called Something in the Water by Katherine Steadman, and uh, I'll tell you, it's about a vacationing couple in Bora Bora, and oh. dun, dun, dun. Mm. Something happens and starts off with some grave digging. So, mm. yeah. Uh, the next book is also called The Deep. Okay. Oh, Another The Deep by Nick Cutter. And um, this is old school horror at its best by Stephen King. And it says, save your last breath to scream. Bum, bum, bum.
0: So see if Stephen King liked it? Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, I might feel like he likes a lot. Yeah. Um. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. So they're on a, on a ship, this is what, right? This is about maybe quarter way in? Okay. Okay, ready? So, that chilling noise kicked up again, children's feet dashing above them through the cold, dark sea. You'll hear it a lot, Al said. It's just the pressure from outside. The trius is built to disperse it, that's the name of the boat, in kind of a parabolic wave. Sounds freaky, huh? Like scuttling rats. Luke petted Elby, as he decided to name her, until she quit shaking. That's a dog. She peered at him with a grateful gaze. The edges of her eyes were tallowy white. She was probably suffering from hypothermia. We have to get this dog someplace warm, Al. Right, she agreed. Let's get at the scream came from somewhere to the left although in truth (laughs) it was so piercing that it seemed to radiate out of the tube itself al broke into a run moving in the sound's direction luke dashed after her but lb remained pinned where she was luke said come on girl let's go move your butt the lab whined her eyes rolling as the glow of al's flashlight vanished around the gooseneck Luke crouched down and cradled the dog to his chest. She whined again mournfully this time. Please don't leave me, but began to stiffen when Luke set off after Al with her in his arms. Sh girl, you're okay. The dog softened into his chest. She kept her chin tucked tight to Luke's shoulder, looking backward, studiously avoiding whatever lay ahead. Ooh. That sounds Yeah. So it's a dog suspenseful. I don't like two suspense. people. I don't like i On a scary boat. Okay. Then the next book is the classic Jaws. Oh, yeah. That's right. By Peter Benchley. And we all know the movie. I really say the book is scarier, right?
0: Okay, Wait, so what let's beach see. are
2: they at?
1: Amity? Amity? Amity. Yeah, yeah. there's Amity a, a person that lives on my block that has the, like, they have a Jeep and you have know, the tire, like, mm-hmm. the wheel in the back mm-hmm. and they have the thing around it. says like, welcome, Amity Beach. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> 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 okay, so <clears throat> here we go. This is like... Page 10, right, of the book. So, a little taste of Jaws, the book. (laughs) The woman rose and walked to where the gentle surf washed over her ankles. The water was colder than the night air, for it was only mid-June. The woman called back, "'You sure you don't want to come?' But there was no answer from the sleeping man. She backed up a few steps, then ran at the water. At first, her strides were long and graceful, but then a small wave crashed into her knees. She faltered, regained her footing— and flung herself over the next waist-high wave. The water was only up to her hips, so she stood, pushed the hair out of her eyes, and continued walking until the water covered her shoulders. There she began to swim, with the jerky, head-above-water stroke of the untutored. A hundred yards offshore, the fish sensed a change in the sea's rhythm. It did not see the woman, nor yet did it smell her. Running within the length of its body were a series of thin canals, filled with mucus and dotted with nerve endings and these nerves detected vibrations and signaled the brain the fish turned toward the shore the woman continued to swim away from the beach stopping now and then to check her position by the light shining from the house the tide was slack so she had not moved up or down on the beach but she was tiring so she rested for a moment, treading water, and then started for shore. The vibrations were stronger now, and the fish <laughs> recognized prey. The, the sweeps of its tail quickened, thrusting the giant body forward with a speed that agitated the tiniest phosphor and animals in the water and caused them to glow, casting a mantle of sparks over the fish. The fish closed on the woman and hurtled past, a dozen feet to the side and six feet below the surface. The woman felt only a wave of pressure that seemed to lift her up in the water and ease her down again. She stopped swimming and held her breath. Feeling nothing further, she resumed her lurching stroke. The fish smelled her now, and the vibrations, erratic and sharp, signaled distress. The fish began to circle close to the surface. Its dorsal fin broke water. And its tail, thrashing back and forth, cut the glassy surface with a hiss. A series of tremors shook its body. For the first time, the woman felt fear, though she did not know why. Bum, bum, bum. Good, that's. Draws. dinner time. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to read the rest, I think we know what happened. And next week
1: is uh, Shark Week. And Shark Week. Oh. On Discovery Channel. Starts the 24th. And there's on Thursday, I'm looking at the schedule right now, on Thursday the (laughs) 28th is Sharks with Tracy Morgan and I feel like that'd be funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. do you remember it's like SNL like thing with the animals <laughs>
2: I hope it's just that but like with the sharks <laughs> yeah so so there you go yeah. so we have all of these books in the library and on the Libby app and I think people should take them yeah. out and before they go into that shark infested water <laughs> yes and really scare them so silly especially Smith Point yeah. they're all off of Smith Point right yeah. now yeah. yeah
0: know cool Does thank like you anything? Sarah uh-huh. very good What's the uh, the audiobook award again? That's The, the Odyssey? The Odyssey. <laughs> the Odyssey is on its way. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nicole, okay. what do you have for us this week?
1: A little different topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so recently I had a. Um, I was on desk and a, a child and a parent <laughs> came to the desk. And <laughs> as happen, they usually as do. As they do, so, yeah. Um, and the child was asking for books at like she was uh giving author names and uh i happened to like over here like there i wasn't helping them directly but the, the my coworker was and um so i heard the first author name and like i was like that sounds like someone i read like mm-hmm. about like oh maybe there's an author i don't know about that's also a children's author whatever blah. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. i didn't think of anything and then she said the next one and that one i knew for a fact was like the author that I read and so you know I chimed in I was like is this is that the book you're looking for and I'm like, and she's like yeah and I'm like for you and and uh and they were like oh you know uh, this tick or uh, tick you know, book talker or youtuber um recommended these books and you know and I was like all right well and I asked the parent and the parent hadn't heard of them I guess you know you know don't read that which is fine and um and I was like, because these books are all going to be in the adult section. These are, you know, books that I read not adult books, mm-hmm. and um, and it's common. This happens often because uh, kids are some kids are advanced readers, so they sure. they're yeah. reading at an yeah. advanced level, and they right. might be watching YouTubers that you know are like a little bit older than them, and um, which is a very common, you know, when getting recommendations, and and that's great, but when you're reading at an advanced level, does it mean the content in it is age appropriate? So there's this kind of, you know, little like finesse that you have to do where you're finding um, age-appropriate content but with a little bit harder of, a, or a little bit more advanced reading uh, level, you know, that does push them a little bit and keeps them like interested. And uh, so there's articles all over about this thing, you know, this topic because it does happen quite often. Mm-hmm. And I found one um, from Scholastic where they talk about, they give some tips. So the author of this article says, you know, you want to honor their interests and share yours. And a lot of times what happens in school as well is they'll give um, kids reading levels. We have so many uh, parents, caregivers that come in and go, my uh, child's reading at level T. Can I get a list for that? And that's fine. You know, you, of course we'll, we have lists and uh, we can give you that, but um, it's also good to let them pick what they want to read as well you know what i mean and if it's you know on a different level that's you know okay Yeah,
0: you don't want to discourage them yeah right
1: like you want to know you know what the level is it's always a good um thing to know but it doesn't mean it's not strict it's not like the be all end all you can you know let them you know kind of read what they want to read as well and also she says like advanced readers will still want to read clifford because that's where their emotional development or interest may be outside of reading so if you know they're advanced and they're picking younger books you don't discourage them from that either you know what i mean you can they can go back and read things that they've read that's okay it's still reading mm-hmm. at the end of the day and you know that's always and any the more you encourage them to just read in general the stronger their reading will get you know and you go from there so um and especially advanced readers she says they thrive on self selection so letting them pick what they want which can be hard you know sometimes you're like You've read that book a thousand times, or you know how many you know mm-hmm. science fiction books can you read or how many books about cats can you read? you know and there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot out there they can read all of them. so you might want to do a little bit of the, like you know, I'll pick one this week, you pick one next week, maybe go back and forth with them and, and go like that, but you do want to give them like uh authority over, you know, what they're, they're reading as well. Um, another thing for like advanced readers help your child make connections with their text. So, um, talk like at the end of the book, talk about how the characters changed. Um, it gives them opportunity to grow their c- comprehension skills, like mm-hmm. what they read, you know, because a lot, because they may be able to read advanced words, but they don't know what's happening, which I think we see in adults too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like reading yeah. comprehension is different than reading, like literacy, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, that's always a good thing to uh, practice. Um, but this tip, uh, particularly is screen selections for content, which is kind of what I was talking about. And it's just kind of if you know, they're an advanced reader and they're picking out things that have been older. You don't have to be an expert on children's fiction or mm-hmm. books in general or anything like that. But you might want to just Google the, um, the title. See what the reviews are saying. See what the blurb is. Uh Common Sense Media, which we've talked about plenty of times on here. A lot yeah. of times they have a ton of titles, and they'll say, you know, what parents think, what kids think, you know, what the experts think, and you know, you guys, you can go from there. You don't have to read the book. You no know, one's saying that. You know what I mean? But oh know. my goodness, that would be terrible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just you know to make sure you know that overall it's you know appropriate. Follow authors and series that your child likes. You know, Rick Rorden has about 1,000 books, you know what I mean? So if you get on one, you know, there's a bunch there. Even uh, Patterson has a lot of, like, Mm -hmm. children's books. But you also have to be careful there, too, because there are some authors that cross over that Mm -hmm. have adult series, just like like James Patterson, and, you know, has, like, younger series. So if they're like, oh, I read this author, and they just pick it up, it might be one of their adult works. Yeah, Just, like, take a look, you know what I mean? But it's good, you know, if there's, like, an author or series that the kids like, then run with it, read them all. Um, encourage your child to start a book club with peers who read at their level. I guess this was kind of happening over the pandemic when it was shut down, but parents noticed that it was a good opportunity for kids to, you know, talk about books and and they also it's a good opportunity for them to branch out of a genre they might not because if you have a group, someone else and might, someone yeah. right, so they each pick one each time, and so one kid likes nonfiction, one kid likes sci fi, one kid like historical fiction. You know what I mean? You can kind of go from there, which is nice. We have um. A book club here for younger kids. We have like the talk talk about it book club, and that you don't have to read a particular specific book. Um, you can just come and talk about the books that you like. Nice. Yeah. So that's something. And then there's that's the Scholastic article, and they give you um, some recommended books. And then there's another one, another article that we'll put in the show notes um, from ReadBrightly.com. Uh, kind of goes over the same idea of letting them pick and. About the levels, and that you can, you know, you don't have to follow them mm-hmm. um, to the T. Um, but they also have a good list of books that are written at a fifth to eighth grade level, but the content is appropriate for seven to nine year olds. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's nice. So those are some good books that you know are advanced, but the the content in it is still appropriate. And then on the side, there's also um, other articles that they recommend for similar. Um, kind of like ages and advanced books and stuff like that. The only thing that I find sometimes with that even if it is advanced um sometimes the covers of these books are still cartoonish mm-hmm. mm. and kids are like put off by the cartoonish yeah. of the cover, so you have to try to like remind them like it's just the cover, and even though it looks a little like it's still a good book, you know what I mean? It's still yeah. appropriate. It's still going to be a challenge and like interesting for you because that's like the one thing that I do find sometimes. What's
0: that? Uh, that's that famous saying: uh, "Don't rip the cover off the book, judge it."
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> that's what I tell all the kids. <laughs> They're like, hey, Mr. Amo, it sounds good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I don't know, I just thought that was like, when that came up, it, not the first time it came up, but, um, it, you know, and it was particularly just, like, funny to me, because these are the books that I read, yeah. and I was like, wait, what? Were like, yeah, were you, like, questioning something? <laughs> yeah. were like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, did she have a new series for children? I was like, <laughs> but yeah, so there's some things. So if you do have an advanced reader in your life, you know, there's some things to look into. Great. Yeah.
0: Thank you very much, Nicole. Yeah, and that does it for another episode. If you want to listen to older episodes or read our show notes, and we'll have everything that Sarah Nicole talked about today in our show notes, it's a it's our website, it's mcplpodcast.com. Uh you can also email us podcast at mcplibrary.org if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions. You can also comment below on YouTube or comment on our Podbean page, which again is mcplpodcast.com. Hit the like button, please hit subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. So for Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We'll see you on the next
2: show.